What am I willing to do to go get it? I push things aside just to go get it. I know my role and I play my position. You talking too much. Please learn how to listen. I never give up. I'm not Welcome kidding. back to the Why Network, where we interview every job occupation A through Z from the trash man to the CEO and ask them why and how they started their profession so that you can find your dream job, too. I'm your host, Kojo Thompson, and today we have a very special guest with us. It is Liza Strife. Now, Liza is the CEO at Notman Marks Financial Training. She started at Notman Marks fresh out of school and is now a female CEO in a male-dominated field. Now, Notman Marks works with students to prepare them for the FINRA exams such as the Series 7 and adopts a holistic approach, helping candidates succeed in their careers and prioritize wellness. Aside from Mark, Notman does some speaking primarily focused on young female empowerment. So Liza has a lot to share with us here today. So Liza. Shall I proceed? Yes, indeed. Let's go, Liza. How are you feeling today? I'm feeling pretty well. How are you feeling today? I am feeling pretty, pretty good. Now, Liza, I am real excited to dig into who you are, what you do, and what you're all about. So I'm just going to go ahead and get that first question knocked out the park. Liza, why did you become a financial trainer? Well, um, I actually started this job because I just needed a paycheck, to be honest. When I graduated college, it was the first job offer I got, and I wasn't that interested in this field, um, but I figured, you know what, I, I'm sure I'll learn a lot and I'll stay for a year, and somehow this grew into the career I never had foreseen, but it has been amazing. And the reason I'm still there now um, and now as the CEO of the company is because I just fell in love with entrepreneurship and fell in love with helping other people achieve their dreams and overcome obstacles like passing an exam. A lot of people have test anxiety and approach this whole process with a lot of fear and dread. And I just fell in love with being able to inject some fun into the process um, and delight our students and make it engaging. And, you know, so that's why I'm there now. But I really had no idea that that's where I would end up when I graduated college. Very, very, very nice. And what was the process like for you, you know, from day one, you know, starting just for a paycheck into <laughs> who you are now as the CEO of the company? Yeah. So, as I said, I started, it was the first job offer I got. I just wanted to learn a lot. I had just graduated college, but there was something that always intrigued me about small businesses and entrepreneurship in general. Um, in my family, there had been people who you know ran small companies. So I figured, you know, this was going to be really hands-on. I wasn't going to work for a big company um, with maybe a flashy office and a cool culture, but I was going to, I knew that I was going to be able to make an impact directly on the business. And that was something that day one really intrigued me about working for a small business. 
And, and I did, I, I really, every day I got to show up, roll my sleeves up and the things that I worked on had a direct impact on our customers, on my team. And I was the third employee. So this was very, very small at the time, but you know, over the years we got more clients, we grew and that was something that as a young kid, you know, I graduated, I was 21 years old. We took on interns during the summer because that was always the heat of our, our year. It was our peak season. We trained the incoming analysts and associates all across Wall Street. Uh, so for the new hire programs, the graduate training programs during the summer, it was always super busy. And we would take on interns to help us during that time. And here I am, you know, 22 years old, 23 years old, and I'm I'm running this internship program. I'm to I'm had a job title of as COO at the time, you know, wow. and it's it's completely uh, beyond my age and experience at that time. But it was it was really because I got to manage I got to manage the office, and as it grew. Um, I've been managing the business and helping us really chart the path forward for how we were going to grow. And it's been something that it was almost by accident. You know, I didn't go in thinking someday I'm going to be the CEO of this business and we're going to grow and we're going to do all these things. I honestly just in the beginning worked my tail off. <laughs> and, you know, there were a lot of long nights, um, a lot and just worked really hard. But over time, you know, you see the fruits of your labor and you start asking questions about what could we be doing better or how are we going to do this? And you start to realize that, especially as a small team, you know, asking those questions is super important because it's not about saying, oh, my company doesn't do this yet and they don't know what they're doing. And, you know, I wish my manager would figure this out. It's about, hey, nobody's thinking about this. What what if I thought about this or how could I add value here and, and what project could I take on to really add value to the business? And so if you start thinking like that, um, you know, that's what really, I think, skyrocketed um, my career and also our business is that everybody who's come onto our team has really had that entrepreneurial mindset that's ready to solve problems and, and add new value to the team. So uh, over here's, uh, you know, that's just kind of how it became uh, or how my role has transpired or grown. I love that right there, Liza. That was absolutely perfect because I mean, a lot of people just don't understand the fact that every time that you're 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 writing your resume or like marking up your resume in order to send to somebody out there to go get the job, the only the only thing that that manager or that person who's out there looking at uh, is is looking for is are you is this person going to add value if I bring him on or her on? And that is just the number one thing. So, I, Liza, I really love that answer right there. What I'm actually going to do now is dig a little deeper. So what do you think were some childhood hobbies or habits that matriculated into who you became today? Honestly, chores. Um, <laughs> chores at home, you know, wow. character, working hard. Um, I think socializing, you know, I was a little social butterfly growing up, but that just taught me how to talk to all sorts of different people and really listen to people. I also grew up in a big family. I'm the middle of seven children biologically. And then later when I was a teenager, we actually adopted two more children. So it was just, there was a lot going on in my wow. house, but that taught me so much about you know, a patience, but you know, how to stay calm in chaos. Mm -hmm. um, 
but also just how to navigate, negotiate, uh, you know, and realize that people want different things and that's okay. People are different and that's good, you know? And I think growing up in that kind of environment, um, growing up with chores, as I said, growing up with, you know, I loved film. I loved directing little plays and things like that. You know, there are all sorts of just different types of things that do prepare you for a career because they ultimately just build your character um, and start to help you hone, you know, what, what does it mean? What does my yes mean like does my yes mean I am going to do this to the best of my ability you know if if I have a response in my room am I going to do it um you know there's things um that I think as we're growing up that maybe we we look over and we're like yeah that's not a big deal but they really do shape they program us um into who we are Yes, 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 yes. I love that answer right there. I mean, everything about that answer was absolutely accurate about how, you know, you're you're a product of your environment. And also we also, you know, tend to take for granted all the the little lessons that we've learned along the way um, during our childhood. So, um, again, I, I really love that answer right there. I have to ask you, though, what is an average day like for a CEO? Well, right now it's a little bit different because we're all working from home um, and a distributed workforce has been a new challenge as a CEO. I really miss the days of, you know, seeing my team walking through the organization and uh, face to face meetings. But the things that are still similar are, you know, it's just in and out throughout the day. It's checking in with different team members, a lot of strategic planning calls. Um, I work directly with our technology team um, on our user experience and design, and I work directly with our marketing team and our initiatives there for our brand and our communications. Um, you know, I've always worn a lot of hats, uh, definitely in a small company, you just do. But as a CEO, I still get to do that because I'm basically involved in everything, but more at the, the high level, make sure that we're all charting the right path that everything's working together um, and then really supporting my team you know they're the ones who are out there doing it they're the ones who are killing it and really my job is to make sure they have what they need to do their jobs well very very nice and I, I Lisa I or I'm sorry Eliza I love the fact that you've pointed out that as a boss the the first thing what comes first for being a boss is helping others. If you're not a boss, unless you are also the person helping others, you cannot be a boss unless you're not helping people. So again, you, you I loved it, that answer right there, Eliza. Now, this next question is one of my favorites, and that is what do you enjoy the most about what you do? Well, I think it speaks directly to what you just said, um, is helping others, is helping our team. Um, you know, my team directly works with our students and gets to help motivate them and inspire them to overcome whatever obstacles are in their path. But I get to do that with my team. And honestly, that is my favorite part. The favorite, favorite part of my job is seeing that, you know, I coached someone through something and now they are killing it or, you know, gave them a little bit of encouragement um, or maybe a challenge and seeing them on the other side, you know, leading the meeting or um, delivering on a project that they really owned and that they are going home at night knowing that they contributed to the organization. Those are the types of things that that I just love, um, you know, building 
leaders, building leaders and helping them directly build this organization. There's such a sense of pride in that, um, that I don't, I've yet to see somebody, something else that I do in my job, take that, take its place. I love it. I love it. But of course, the back end of that question is what do you enjoy the least? <laughs> Probably spreadsheets. Uh, <laughs> I agree. You know, uh, you gotta, you gotta know how to use Excel and you gotta know, uh, how to do accounting and pay the bills. But you know, it's funny because our business is financial training and Mm -hmm. we are financial services industry, but that's still not the thing I love most. Um, yeah, yeah. (laughs) and I, I, that's the, the most common answer. The administrative part versus the craft is always something that uh, people bring up saying, you know, the paperwork part is that fun. So I love that answer right there, Liza. Now, this question right here is my absolute favorite. And it would it is. Do you think that grades mattered for the success you have in your career today? I think yes and no. Um, No, I don't think that they matter in terms of dictating someone's success. Um, you know, if you have good grades, quite honestly, it doesn't mean much at the end of the day. Once you've gotten your foot in the door, I've had Ivy League interns over the years who, I mean, just could not cut it. And then, you know, other and I, I just bring up the interns because I'm so passionate about our intern program. Mm-hmm. itself. But, you know, I've had interns who go to, you know, a school you've never heard of, which is the kind of school I went to, and they're hungry, and they work hard, and they're so determined to add value that, you know, they they just blow you away. So I think me personally, um, my grades were always a struggle. Um, I, man, school was rough. And, uh, you know, looking back, if I had thought, you know, based on how my grades were, that I would somehow be running a business someday, in this industry, especially with uh, my challenges with math, no, like there's no way I would have thought that was possible. Um, but I, I do think that they matter in the sense that for me, because it was an obstacle, it's now something that I've, I've turned it into something I'm passionate about. You know, we are an education company. We help people uh, pass exams. So it actually has been super important for my success because I can identify with the test anxiety. I can identify with the dread when it comes to studying some of these things. And, you know, all the things that we go through in life can ultimately be blessings on the other side if we can help, you know, take those moments and help that be our fuel to do something positive with it. So as much as grades in school doesn't matter, you know, I think it does to get a job sometimes, um, but does it matter for your ultimate success? No, I don't think so. But in my case, I do think it has definitely directly attributed to my success because I struggled. It's made me so passionate about how do we help people through their learning process? Um, it's not always easy. And it, it, grades, it, it's it's a superficial um, you know, marker of your are, are you smart? Are you capable? You yeah. know, um, learning disabilities are real. Um, anxiety is a real obstacle. And there's so many different ways that we ultimately show our intelligence and our performance. And I just think that that's just such a, a binary um, metric at this point that's not really 
multifaceted in, in predicting somebody's success. Yes. Yes. I, Liza, that was a perfect answer. I love that answer right there. And Liza, let, let me break down this next question just a little bit for you. So what do you feel that your impact is? And when I say impact, I mean, what are you devoted to? What's your devotion? Man, uh, I've got a few, but I think as a, in our, in my role, in, in our business, you know, as I mentioned, we're helping people pass their exams, but I hope that the impact that I'm making, I hope that the impact we are making as an organization is to inspire people, um, to inspire them to develop more grit, to develop a growth mindset, to develop confidence. Those are all the things that ultimately matter. Those are all the things that ultimately determine our success and our performance over the long haul. So I love to see, you know, our business, our uh, classes simply as a platform to do that. Um, The subject matter is passing your exams, but what we're really doing, um, the subtext of what we're doing is hopefully helping instill those positive mindsets, those positive habits that somebody is going to carry with them well beyond the day they pass their exam. Um, So those are the things I hope I'm driving an impact for. And the more we can do that successfully, we can help a whole range of people enter the financial industry that might have a harder time passing exams based on, you know, what college did you go to? What uh, level of test anxiety do you have? You know, and we want to make sure that we are impacting this industry in a really positive way. I love it. I love it. I love it. Each one teach one. And Liza is doing just that. So, Liza, this we are winding down to that last question. You have been giving great, great, great advice all interview long but we are down to that last one so if there is one just one piece of advice that you could give to somebody out there listening right now who wants to be and that you are in a day be stay hungry i think uh you know stay hungry and see every obstacle truly as an opportunity because it is and it's that mindset and that approach that is going to completely set you apart from the pack. If you can approach that next hurdle, um, that next problem, that next setback in your life as an opportunity to propel you forward, you will be unstoppable. Um, But you've got to cultivate that hunger, you know, let the pain, let the obstacles in your life fuel you and know that Things are possible that you can't even imagine for yourself. If you stay hungry and you work hard, you you bring that growth mindset to those challenges, to to every job, every internship. You will be surprised at how much value you add and, and how far apart you start to set yourself from the pack. And that's what you want if you ultimately want to be a CEO or you want to, you know, rise in any business. I love it. I love it. I love it. Liza, you have given excellent, excellent, excellent advice all interview long. But uh, is there anything that, you know, I can leave in the description below, like to promote, whether it's a a website, a book, uh, whatever, just something so that I can leave in the description below so that my audience can reach yours? Sure. People can reach 
to us. Uh, we are at notman.com. That's K-N-O-P-M-A-N.com. We train for all sorts of licensing exams. Um, there's actually one exam called the Securities Industry Essentials Exam that if somebody is interested in getting into the financial services industry, this is an exam that they should check out. It's something you can add to your resume, something that does start to set you apart as, hey, I've already got this thing done before you've even hired me. Um, and it is a new exam that has, until a couple years ago, not been available unless you were sponsored by a firm in the industry. So I would recommend they come to our website, notman.com, and they check out the Securities Industry Essentials exam if they're serious about a career in financial services. I love it. I love it. And please, guys, check that out in the link in the description below, as that is, again, that's an exclusive offer from Notman. Again, click that link in the description below. Now, folks, as you know, there are three types of work, a job, a career and a calling. Most people have a job. You're lucky if you find a career, but you are truly, truly blessed if you find your calling. And I really hope that me and Liza helped you find it here today, folks. That is a wrap. If you enjoyed today's podcast, make sure to leave a review so that someone else can discover it too. Make sure to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and LinkedIn at YI Network for episode updates, weekly takeaways, quotes of the week, and much, much more. And if you or somebody else you know is passionate about their job and would like to share their story, email us at whyimpassionate at gmail.com. Again, whyimpassionate at gmail.com. Talk to you soon, folks. And I play my position. You talking too much. Please learn how to listen. I never give up. I'm not.